0: Robots Radio presents
1: Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast. Not you, what? it's the Jimmy chimichangas! <laughs> They're making a run for the border!
2: Your father and I were lovers. What
1: are your superpowers again?
2: I'm rich. Hey, mommy. Twice! I'm a vampire. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a
0: i made them by hand.
2: <laughs> Let the party
0: begin! Hello, and welcome to Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast. The podcast where we act like manic pixie dream girls to bad movies, thinking that we can finally fix them. That's Simone LaRue.
1: And that's Chad Echowitz. Aww.
0: Huh, right? That
1: was cute. Yeah, I like that.
0: I mean, I've always wanted to be a manic pixie dream girl. I don't know about you.
1: I feel like I have been at certain stages of my life, or I've certainly tried.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean... That's, that's not an indictment of you. I think that's the indictment of the patriarchy, really.
1: <laughs> I mean, all those years <laughs> that I pretended to like really fucking love Star Wars when I truly don't care about it either way.
0: That's, yeah. I mean, good on you. you. You're a saint. I think there's a special place in heaven reserved for manic pixie dream girls.
1: Specifically girls who pretend to love shit that they really don't like.
0: <laughs> and I think that's pretty much every girl, because mm-hmm. boys yeah, suck like 80% but of the time. True.
1: And now, and I feel so bad because I'm so suspicious because now whenever I do meet a girl uh, or even some dudes who like say they mm-hmm. love Star Wars, I'm like, do you or do you just feel like you have to?
0: Yeah, that's true. Like, I think that should be like a secret signal that you guys give <laughs> like... out. Of like, oh, I, yeah, yeah, I love Star Wars. And then like give a wink or like a, a nose, a nose honk or something. <laughs> and then you just know. <laughs> Finger gun to the forehead. <laughs> <laughs> and talking of finger guns to the forehead. If you've never Ooh. listened to this podcast before, this is the podcast where we take two <laughs> movies every week and uh, that uh, didn't do too well critically. and we tell oh, you why so they're cool. good. I know I'm trying here. I'm really forcing them I'm not as good as you. This week is a spe- specifically difficult week. And uh, why is that, Simone? What are we doing? So
1: this week, I think the official theme is we called it dad movies because they're both from uh-huh. like the 80s and very early 90s um both the special brand of fantasy that only the 80s and early 90s could manage it's also worth noting that in last week's episode we promised we were going to do this with ian from under the shroud but he unfortunately couldn't join us in the end we will do another episode with ian you guys don't Mm -hmm. you worry until then uh we'll probably air the episode for the ad for under the shroud in the middle of this podcast.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We
1: highly encourage you guys to check it out.
0: Yeah. It's a good podcast, you guys. Cool and I mean, you know, it's on the same network as us yeah. and it would be really great if you sort of appreciated the other shows on our yeah. network. We, uh, we, we love, love them. them we love them all. And, yeah, I'm sure you're going to be seeing a lot more of them on our podcast and a lot more of us on Mm -hmm. their podcast. So it's a proper crossover. It's like a 90s sitcom. We love it. We're
1: in a little community. It's so cute.
0: That's great. So what movie are you doing for Dad Week,
1: Simone? I'm doing the movie of my childhood. (laughs) I probably watched this so many times on VHS. (laughs) that i maybe ruined the vhs
0: i feel like the vhs ruined itself by existing (laughs)
1: true (laughs) it's not like it needed to last and that movie is robin hood prince of thieves starring your boy kevin costner
0: we love a bit of kevin cars don't we
1: we sure oh boy uh this is actually great in the um so there's a robots radio discord you guys if you want to join and we have our own little like chat for our podcast and there was actually a great chat going on last night about how like there was this weird time in the 80s where Kevin Costner was, like, a sex symbol, and, like, none of us get it.
0: <laughs> it doesn't, it, it, that's true, though. Like, I mean, it doesn't make sense. Why, why is he considered sexy in any situation? At the situation? Same time
1: as, like, George Clooney and Arnold Schwarzenegger were in their prime? Please.
0: Exactly. And you got this guy, donkey <laughs> Kevin Costner? Get out of here.
1: Especially because he's such an asshole.
0: Yeah. Yeah, what a douche.
1: So, yeah, that's the movie I'm doing. What movie are you doing? I know what movie you're doing. It's the movie my dad has begged us to do since we started.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those, I guess. it's. I think people born in the 80s would remember this film, and everyone else has never, ever heard of it. I mean, I don't know about <laughs> you, but I had never heard of this film until it was <laughs> mentioned for this podcast. Because of
1: my dad. <laughs>
0: because of your dad. Um, well, Ian did suggest this, so this is a shout-out to him as well. Uh, we, I, am calling the shots on Lady Hawk today. Uh, again, another friend of the podcast, Michelle Pfeiffer.
1: Ah, oh, love her. Uh, she's she, an actual she's friend, not character. an ironic friend.
0: No, no. She's flawless, but she just sometimes does bad movie choices, really. So that's always fun for, for them.
1: So what did your movie get on Rotten Tomatoes?
0: Okay, so my movie got 64% on the Rotten Tomatoes meter, and then 74% yes. audience score. Now, as we said in the... Uh, Tail end of last episode, you know this is a bit of a yes. deviation, but I mean, Exception. guys, come on! Yeah. I mean, this movie is is just genuinely terrible, and I think this is one of those situations where it's like, why did this terrible movie do well? Sort of like the new Lion King. So there's a there's a reoccurring theme. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm taking shots. <laughs> what did your movie do?
1: So my movie got fifty one percent on Rotten Tomatoes uh, with a seventy two percent audience score, which I back fully so the joke i made on discord was that both of these movies are actually quote unquote like too Mm -hmm. good for our usual rules because we try to aim for under 50 percent on rotten tomatoes Mm -hmm. but because ian asked so nicely and my dad's been asking so nicely i as usual lowered my standards for male
0: approval (laughs) oh that is a great joke
1: (laughs) i appreciate that
0: and yet again another great t-shirt from simone I lowered my standards.
1: <laughs> Once again, I've lowered my standards for male <laughs> approval. That's a
0: great, that's a great T-shirt for for women to wear at festivals, to wear in the bank. Mm. That's the one you want to wear.
1: To Thanksgiving, yeah. Yeah. Christmas.
0: Guys, can we seriously get rid of the patriarchy now? Seriously, I'm asking I... nicely.
1: <laughs> the patriarchy's like no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I won't go and get you an apple pie for McDonald's. Mm. so let's uh let's decide who gets to go first what are you drinking on this fine eve simone
1: i am drinking a cheap white wine as usual so this is a stonedale sauvignon blanc oh and it comes in at a very relaxed 12%
0: lovely that's very, very nice. Yeah. I really need to step up my game because you keep, keep drinking wine. Yeah, you keep drinking <laughs> wine and I keep drinking beer, and beer is never gonna be higher than wine.
1: Maybe I'm the problem though.
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. I need to I need to reach your limits, not the other way around. That's how we do this alcohol thing.
1: Uh, just enabling.
0: Yeah, I'll drink I'll drink some absinthe next next time. Or just maybe some straight ethanol. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> so yeah, I'm drinking a Stella Artois which is a mm-hmm. 4.8 volume.
1: I love Estella Artois. Yeah,
0: it's quite nice. It's quite a mm. nice chill, relaxing beer for like a Thursday night as it mm. is. And, you know, I'm going to teach a lesson after this, so I should probably not be super drunk.
1: You're going to teach what?
0: I'm going to go teach maths after this.
1: I mean, if anything, it'll make you better at it.
0: I mean, that's what I said when I went into my like high school exams. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Remember that time that we got like really hammered at the university pub and then I went to tutor and you also went to do something important.
0: Yes, it was the best day of my life. We that was the day we decided to get our tattoos together. Our first oh my tattoos God, together. Yeah. It was such a nice afternoon. We had just gone down to the pub Hello. for a quick glass of red. I went to the library afterwards and fell asleep. You went to go teach. It was literally like one glass, but both of us No were no just no we had two hammered.
1: glasses and at the oh, pub they really fill them all the way to the top.
0: Ah, uh, right. Okay. Yeah. Well yeah, we got pretty hammered that mm-hmm. day. It was pretty amazing.
1: Well now if I have two glasses of wine that's just, you know, a normal Tuesday, but back then.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah when we were young and happy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think we were fucking miserable then, too.
0: Yeah, but its a, I think it's a different kind of misery. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess, well, I mean, you've been first of the last couple times. Do you want me to go first?
1: Yeah, you know, it feels unfair at this point.
0: Let's just get Lady Hawke out of the way, really. I think it just needs to die a death.
1: I excited to talk about Lady Hawk
0: okay at least one of us is
1: I have to do my dad some justice that's
0: fair that's fair for for Mr. Leroux, we, we have we have to show some respect
1: you can just call him Carl he'll he'll accept that
0: okay hi Carl thanks for listening to the podcast because I know you do tell the two, tell the people how your dad listens to the podcast because it's the oh most God. adorable thing I've ever heard <laughs> I feel
1: like have mentioned this before so my dad is a very energetic person and he cannot sit still and he loves new technology but also sometimes he does not understand it hi dad um (laughs) so very sweetly when we first started doing this podcast he was like yeah i tried to listen but i just couldn't sit still for long enough i got through about 15 (laughs) minutes and i have tried explaining to him that podcasts are something you listen to while you do other stuff and he's not convinced so hi dad i hope you make it all the way through
0: (laughs) i can just imagine your dad just sitting there in a chair just staring into space listening to us yeah
1: <laughs> honestly for him sitting still for 15 minutes is really fucking hard it's really i impressive. appreciate i really appreciate the effort
0: what a man what a legend so in, it, in it. his honor let's do the synopsis yeah. it probably doesn't do it justice but we're gonna do it anyway all right gaston played by matthew broderick is a common thief locked up in, a, in the jail in a town called Aqu- a killer aquila is run by the evil bishop played by john wood The movie starts with Gaston somehow escaping from the prison. We learn that this is a big deal because he is the first and only man to ever escape from that jail. Because of the infamy of the jail and the need to quell uh, any resistance from the people of Aquilia, the bishop employs his right-hand man, Marquette, played by Ken Hutchison, to track Gaston down and bring him back to jail. In his escape, Gaston comes across a tavern, when he buys everyone there a drink and toasts to his own honour as the only man ever to escape Aquila. Unfortunately, Marquette and his men are already drinking in that tavern and they attempt to catch him. During the fight, some stranger comes to Gaston's aid. It turns out to be Nevere, played by Rutger Hoa. I'm probably butchering that name, but hey-ho. He is the former captain of the Aquilian army and has been marked as a traitor for reasons that would be later revealed. He has a hawk with him and that will also be important later. Never saves Gaston, and so Gaston tags along with Never in a sort of life debt thing. During their travels, weird shit starts to happen. During the night, Never disappears, but this strange lady appears. She is Isabeau, played by Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> At the same time as Isabeau's appearance, a grizzly looking wolf. Uh, seems to be, uh, seems to stalk Gaston. Eventually, it is revealed that Isabeau and Nevaert were lovers, but the bishop was jealous of their love and so cursed them. During the day, Nevaert will, will be human and Isabeau a hawk, and during the night, Nevaert will be a wolf and Isabeau will be a human. That way, they can never be together. Nevaert wants to get back, at a, back into Aquila in order to kill the bishop in an act of revenge. That's why he's forcing Gaston to come with him. As the only man to ever get out of Aquila, he will also be the only man to be able to sneak back in. During one of the fight scenes, Isabeau, in hawk form, is injured. Nevert tells Gaston that he must take her to a priest named Imperius, played by Leo McKern. He is the only one who can heal her. While there, we learn that it, is, it was Imperius himself who betrayed the lovers to the bishop, and so Nevers can't stand him. Also, Imperius is pretty remiss about the whole thing, and so, in his ruefulness, Imperius le- learns how to break the curse. The lovers must go to the bishop on a day where there is no night and a night where there is no day. Basically, an eclipse. And then the spell will be broken. never didn't believe him, once bitten twice as shy, of course, and so plans to still go ahead and kill the bishop. Eventually, after some many, many shenanigans, the gang somehow convinced never not to kill the bishop, and the couple come before him, and the curse is broken. They then they then kill the bishop and live happily ever after. The end. <sighs> Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: What's your uh what's your clip hanger?
0: It's the only clip that I kind of enjoyed weirdly in this film, and it's okay. this one. He revealed the lover's secret vows to the bishop.
2: The old <sighs> fool didn't realise what he had done at first, nor the terrible revenge the bishop would take him. His grace seemed to go mad. He lost both his sanctity and his reason. He swore that if he could not have her, no man would. So Navarre and Isabeau fled from Aquila. But the bishop followed, never more than an hour behind and more persistent than a hound. An evil man, a powerful man, hated and feared, rejected even by Rome herself, he called upon the powers of darkness for the means to damn the lovers. In his fury and frustration, you struck a dreadful bargain with the evil one. Um,
0: yeah. And I think this is definitely my clever hangover, just purely because this is, to me, the really budget version of The Princess Bride. Uh, Do you see what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, no, I get what you're going for. Uh, uh, okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts about this movie, because on the surface... I love a good romantic fantasy movie. Mm -hmm. I love a good lovers who are cursed and, you know, never, never the twain shall meet Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And, you know, it is quite a cruel curse that they're together all the time, but like, not really. Like, I think it's kind of sexist (laughs) (laughs) that the dude gets the daytime. That's kind of, uh, um, and you know, (laughs) but whatever.
0: (sighs) That's for your separate podcast, Sexism in Magic.
1: Yeah, but uh, so Isabeau also, Michelle Pfeiffer's Isabeau is just so charming and, like, genuinely, you're like, oh my god, I would fall in love with her too. Yeah. (laughs) Like, she's, like, really cool and interesting and funny and, like, her dialogue with Matthew Broderick's character Mm -hmm. is, like, genuinely kind of fun. Yeah,
0: yeah. They have, like, a good banter. It's much better than any of the other characters who interact.
1: Yeah, because I don't understand what's interesting or lovable or charming about What's-His-Face who turns into a wolf.
0: Oh, um, Rutger Hauer, Navarre. Yeah, he is just scary looking.
1: He is just a plank of a man who gets angry sometimes. And yeah. she's, like, at the end, she's, like, so obsessed. She's, like, oh, my God, I love you so much. And it's, like, but <laughs> why?
0: <laughs> They're, like, I love that ending scene where they spin each other around and it's, like, this yeah. feels forced.
1: <laughs> <laughs> in front of all the priests who just watch them, like, murder the bishop. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like, there's a lot of questions to be going down, like, in terms of what's <laughs> about to happen. Because the bishop is now dead, so who's taking power <laughs>
1: All these priests are just chilling there like they're not like I should get out of here. Yeah, <laughs> it's
0: very very strange. I would love to see the aftermath. And not one
1: of them's like, "Hey, actually <laughs>
0: arrest them. They murdered someone." <laughs>
1: And the worst part, which I, I asked you about before mm. we started recording, was I thought I was an idiot and I missed something. But never basically tells the priest Imperius, he's like, no, if I don't manage to kill this bishop, you need to kill Isabeau because she can't live like this. Yeah any longer yeah and it's like she never said that no she she's like like she's not happy but she was never like oh i hope i die if it doesn't work out yeah. like he's fully <laughs>
0: yeah like i love that and i would have loved to to find out if like the hawk understands english so like he hears yeah. she hears Never say this and then she's just like um no definitely not no 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 no, no stop this stop yeah. whoa because then
1: I, I can I can live like this. Yeah,
0: and then like because like Imperius comes through like as as like the bells about to toll which like signifies Never yeah. didn't make it. He like is about yeah. to cover the hawk's head and obviously like just break its neck or something. And you're just like um no, no, don't what what? That's nuts. It is It's just like,
1: it's the most bizarre thing. And it's interesting that he doesn't mention it once they're reunited, where he's like, I almost had you murdered.
0: (laughs) Just because I assumed you couldn't live without me? That is a bonkers assumption (laughs) that only a man can make. You want to talk about sexism? I
1: mean, I would never kill myself. I'm fine, mm. but...
0: <laughs> I would die by natural causes. What a douche. Uh, yeah, so, so I mean, look, it was fun. Matthew Broderick's character, you know, it's young Matthew Broderick. He's just hanging out, doing his thing. It's very... So he, cute. He's, he's so wonderful. Funny. It's a, He was a weird vehicle for the film, but it was a great vehicle for the film. Yeah,
1: this movie also had so much more synth music than I anticipated it having. Right? <laughs> like, it's this medieval setting, and every time there's, like, a fight scene... Or a chase scene, this like eighty synth yeah. pop starts up, and like I didn't know what to do with that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like in the beginning, it's very unclear what's about to happen if you don't know the story, because like yeah, you know, it's just it's just Matthew Broderick just leaving a cell. So it could be in the future. It could be like a dystopian future with the synth music. It's very very confusing for like the first twenty minutes.
1: Yeah, it is real cute. His little monologues where he's talking to God. Oh. Oh.
0: Lord. I will never pick
2: another pocket again as long as I live, I swear it. Now, here's the problem. If you don't let me live, how can I prove my good faith to you? If you've heard me, this ledge will remain steady as a rock. And that thing coming at me won't be what I think it is. If it is, there's no hard feelings, of course. But I'd be very disappointed.
0: Yeah, yeah, I thought that was good. Yeah.
1: I think in general, he just really brought, like, I'm gonna say it right now, the theme for both of these movies is, like, really watery man and woman ca- protagonists yeah, yeah. surrounded by actually interesting side characters. Definitely.
0: Yeah, 100%. Um,
1: because <laughs> even the priest Imperius was, like, a really interesting character who was, like, living with a lot of guilt. And, yeah. But, like, God, Nevaeh and Isabeau, like, Isabeau's lovely. Yeah. But... As
0: a couple, so wet. Just so outrageous. So weird. Like, just, there's that bit where the the bishop's guards come to Imperius's um clergy or whatever and like he's just like oh i've met the bishop and he looks nothing like you and he's just so funny and great and yeah yeah, he's perfect there's such good one-liners in this film that kind of wrap it nicely in a bow like the love story is really kind of almost irrelevant for this film
1: truly (laughs)
0: Which is which is quite funny because it is all about the romance, hmm. which makes no sense. Why do you think it was called Ladyhawk? That's my other question. I mean, I get the point, but there's so many other names.
1: It sounds cool.
0: Is that what they were going for? Like no one will expect this as it, suspect this is a love story.
1: I mean I mean it's also it's exactly what it says on the box. It's a lady who turns into a hawk. It's like fucking Waterworld. It's about the when the world is covered in water. Like
0: Yeah, but the movie isn't about a ladyhawk. It's like it features a ladyhawk, but it's
1: <laughs> I mean, what were they gonna say? Man wolf that would have been Man, confusing. Wolf and Lady
0: Hawk. To be fair, like it was just terrible in terms of the name. Like, because I could not like if I said to you, "Oh, what's Lady Hawk about?" You would say it's about a lady and a hawk, or a lady who turns into a hawk, which is technically right, but it's also very wrong.
1: I think there's a lot to fixate on with this movie, and you're fixating on the <laughs> weirdest, <laughs> <laughs> like one of the few things that makes sense. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, well, I'll do my TED talk about it. That's where the main focus will be. Sure. <laughs> So what's your scene that could have saved it then?
1: Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think the the deepest, darkest, unromantic part of my soul, <laughs> which is mostly romantic, would have liked it if, like, you know, they save the day. They're both the curse is lifted, whatever. And he's like, got her lifted up in the air, and he's twirling her around. He's like, I almost murdered you, and she's like, Wait, what? <laughs> I'm sorry what and then like it turns into this thing where she's like oh my god like you were gonna straight up kill me because like i'm cursed and he's like yeah and she's like oh but you were gonna kill yourself too right and he's like no (laughs) (laughs) and it's just this like really long awkward moment and it's like the end of the graduate you know where they like run off together and then they're like they don't know what's next yeah
0: exactly that would have been pretty cool i would have appreciated that yeah
1: no. I would have really loved that, and Matthew Broderick just, just does something hilarious, or
0: just like slowly backs away, yeah, yeah, and doesn't reemerge, re-emerge until Ferris Bueller's day off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh... So that, that would have been that would have been kind of fun. That
0: would have been really fun. I agree with you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and what about you?
0: I think I would have loved this story to start at a different time and like not have the vehicle for plot direction be Matthew Broderick. So have Matthew Broderick involved, but like sure. start the story where it's interesting where the bishop curses them. That's badass. We're starting the story mm. like halfway through the lovers' yeah. journey and it's just like Yeah. but why?
1: I want to know why they love each other. Mm. I want to see their reactions when they realize they're cursed, you know? Yeah. Like really make me feel feelings.
0: Exactly. Like instead of just, "Oh, well, you're a guy who escaped jail. Now you're going to help me kill the bishop because of reasons, which will very slowly be revealed Mm. through this film. Mm.
1: And then also like, oh, Imperius feeling a bunch of guilt too. Like everybody just feels shit for a bit. Oh, get in there, get some sad 80s synth pop.
0: Damn straight. (laughs) Yeah, I'm about it.
1: (laughs) I'm just thinking of the chords and jump now. and I can't.
0: Oh, gosh. So, with your dad in mind, would you watch yes, it again?
1: Exclusively with my father. Yeah. It's fun. You know, it's like a fun fantasy movie. You can just throw on <clears throat> and watch Michelle Pfeiffer's beautiful face and listen to Matthew Broderick be funny and not take too seriously. <laughs> I- I'd watch it again.
0: Wow, okay, fair enough.
1: Listen, I- I'm a sucker for these movies. That's true. Would you watch this again? I... You could say no. I won't be mad.
0: I would rather be curb stomped, to be honest with you. Oh, my
1: fuck. I
0: know I know it went dark, but genuinely this is this will be the first and only time that I will ever watch this film.
1: Wow, okay. My father's very disappointed in you.
0: I mean, I'm not surprised. It's 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 just it's more surprising that it took him this long. Because that man is is a beautiful, wonderful human being and I don't deserve his love. It's
1: very hard for him to be disappointed in people. That's
0: true. He's very loving. He's a good man. He's the greatest man. So there you have it. (laughs) Lady Hawk. We can put it to bed. You and your dad can watch it. And I can never have to talk about it again.
1: Awesome.
2: (laughs) In a world where solid-state electronics and vacuum tubes are still meta, people never stop loving atomic-powered everything a chosen 500 stepped inside a subterranean vault to be spared the nuclear horror of the inevitable Great War. 25 years later, they emerge after the fallout settles to retake Appalachia. Among them, two former rivals whose blood feud will tear West Virginia apart and their epic struggle for survival. Chad, a vault bro who has a strength of 15, an intelligence of two, and is a complete wasteland dickhead. Simon, a complicated anti-hero who chooses light and hope, but accidentally becomes a cannibal and wakes up naked and afraid with a Scorch Beast Queen after a date goes terribly wrong. What? I mean, it's a wild wasteland, right? This dark humor radio drama will have you driving off the road and crawling out from under the fallout. Two men, one wasteland, and so many nukes. Chad, a Fallout 76 podcast, rated R. Now streaming on your holotape player podcasty thing.
1: Following is a public service announcement from the Starter Set Dungeons and Dragons podcast. This is your
2: D&D campaign. <laughs> this is the Starter Set podcast. You know how like poison frogs don't lick each other's backs. So it's Howl's Moving Castle mm-hmm. with a face. Mm. Hey there, I'm great mandibles. Because <laughs> <laughs> one of the party speaks abyssal. You're all going to die. <laughs>
1: and then adventure falls into your lap. Wow.
2: this is your DD campaign after listening to the starter set podcast <laughs> so join sam and ed every friday on the starter set podcast for prime dungeons and dragons content any questions
1: are you ready to talk about robin hood prince of thieves
0: i couldn't be more ready my body my oh, soul my God. everything is ready for this
1: okay do you want to do you want a little synopsis give,
0: give give me tell me tell me the teasers
1: okay so the movie begins by explaining that many of England's young men and noblemen are away fighting the Crusades in Jerusalem, including King Richard I. First? Third. I think
0: it was first. I'm not too sure. Yeah, I think King it was Richard
1: I. While he is away, the treacherous Sheriff of Nottingham, played by Alan Rickman, seeks to steal the king's seat of power. It is also explained that many of the men who go away to join the Crusades do not return. Ooh. Robin of Loxley, played by Kevin Costner, and his friend Peter are two such men. Imprisoned prison in Jerusalem for five years, the two finally attempt a daring escape with the help of a fellow Moor prisoner, Azim, played by Morgan Freeman. They succeed, but Peter is killed in the process. Azim insists on accompanying Robin back to England in order to fulfill his debt for saving his life. When the two return to England, they find Robin's family home burned to the ground, his father having been tortured to death. The only survivor is the family's manservant, Duncan, who explains the situation in England and that the sheriff accused Robin's dad of consorting with the devil so that he could claim back that land. Robin then travels to see Peter's Sister Maid Marian, played by Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio. Oh, well done. Oof, that was a <laughs> that was
0: that was good. That was a.
1: My Isaac tired. <laughs> so Maiden Marian says that she can't be seen consorting with Robin, or they'll take everything from her as well. Robin flees the sheriff's men and runs into Sherwood Forest. There, they encounter John Little, played by Nick Brimble, and a band of other men who all hide in the forest to escape the sheriff's oppressive rule. Robin soon's. Robin soon assumes control of this band of men And convinces them to fight back against the sheriff They generally do as much as they can To make life difficult for him And of course give all the money that they steal to the poor The sheriff soon has a personal vendetta Against Robin and will stop at nothing to destroy him Eventually he employs some Celts To invade their forest camp the Celts manage to capture many of the men from camp, and the sheriff intends to hang all of them in the square, as well as marry the maiden Marion at the same time. The remaining free men, including Robin, launch a daring rescue attempt that culminates in the death of the bishop, the sheriff, and the sheriff's witchy friend. <laughs> Robin and Marion decide to get married, and their wedding is presided over by the returning King Richard. The end.
0: <sighs> I feel like we breathe a lot. This is a good podcast for breathing.
1: <laughs> Very meditative.
0: <laughs> what's, your, what's your clip hanger before we... Dive into so many aspects of that. Oh my god.
1: There are so many good lines, and they're all from Alan Rickman. (laughs) Yes. So it's gonna be this one. So apparently, Alan Rickman. Yes improvised yeah. a bunch of his lines, and he actually asked his friends who were also, like, scriptwriters and stuff to help him come up with some of these lines. Yeah. Because he was so nervous about improvising them. And he is easily the best part of this movie. Oh, by far. He is such a good, bad guy.
0: Yeah, he really does a great job at, like, being really sleazy, and, <sighs> like, the the lines are just so good. Like that bit where he's like to the to the sex work, he's just like you, my room, ten 10.30, and bring a friend. And it's just he's yeah. just so good. His relationship with every other character in this is just excellent. Even his witch <sighs> mom, is, yeah, is great just so good even like to be fair i love that witch mom too she like their banter together is so good
1: uh, yeah yeah that's that's the thing like it's all oh and when he's he goes and call off christmas (laughs) yeah it's just it's so good and apparently he was so good that kevin costner actually had some of his scenes cut because he felt he was big upstaged and like it's not hard to upstage kevin costner you know what i'm saying
0: i know what you're saying Girl, girl.
1: <laughs> <laughs> girl.
0: That is that is such a Kevin Costner move as well, to get, yeah, it to is get the scenes cut. What an asshole!
1: So, uh, what did you think of Kevin Costner's, quote-unquote, British accent?
0: So, this may be one of my favourite bits of trivia from the film, <laughs> and I just, I love this. So, so... It was debated between him and the director whether he should do a, 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 a mm. sorry, an English accent or not. And they, the director said, don't do one. But they thought about it constantly. And every time like Kevin and, and the director were fighting, he would put on an English accent. And every time they weren't fighting, he would just go back to his American accent. So you have this array, this vast color <laughs> swath of accent, which is just fucking perfect.
1: I love it so much. Look, listen, I know this movie's a mess. I, I completely understand that. But does it bring me joy every time I watch it? Absolutely. I watched. I cannot stress enough that I watched this probably a million times when I was a kid. Thanks. And I did not have a crush on Kevin Costner, who no. I did have a crush on. Yes, just, just okay. take a guess. Think um, of the angriest character in this fucking movie.
0: Oh, it's got to be the kid who, be- who betrays...
1: Christian Slater. It
0: has to be. I mean, he was so hot. <laughs> he's so smooth. He's the smoothest out of all the people Little there. Well, Scarlet, yeah. He's, like, not smooth as in cool. I mean, literally, his face is very smooth yeah. in comparison to and everyone else's. And he's so else's. angry
1: and broody. And I've always had a type from a young age, and yeah, that's it.
0: That is it. Yeah. He was, he was fantastic in this. I don't understand, like, halfway through, because, to be fair, this is the first time I've ever watched this film. That's amazing. So I was excited. And I was just like... Why don't they just kill him? (laughs) Like clearly he's gonna be a problem. Just Straight up murder him.
1: But then he's not a problem.
0: Yeah, yeah, fine. And all his problem stems from his his jealousy of Robin getting all the girls and all the fame and stuff.
1: And, you know, their dad. Oh,
0: yeah, I forgot about that bit. So
1: for those those who, um, I didn't mention this in the plot synopsis, but Will Scarlet reveals later on that he's Robin's dad's bastard child. Yeah. And that actually the reason that Robin's dad didn't end up with Will Scarlet's mom is because Robin threw such a fucking hissy fit about it. That the dad literally <laughs> cut the mom and Will Scarlet off.
0: Sounds a bit like Kurt Russell.
1: Kevin Costner.
0: <laughs> oh, sorry. Why do I always get confused between Kurt Russell and Kevin Costner? Kurt Russell is an absolute darling.
1: <laughs> sorry. Yeah, Kurt. it sounds
0: a bit like Kevin Costner. Sorry, Kurt, friend of the podcast, <laughs> been on here many times. So, so yeah, I mean, what, what, like, like you said, yeah. you've watched it a million times. So, what is it about this film that makes you love the it?
1: You know, I couldn't say at this point. Um, at this point, it's no. pretty... okay. So it's a couple things. Mainly, like I said last time, it's a two. It's a watery male protagonist and a watery female protagonist mm. surrounded by really good side characters. So like Little John, yeah. amazing. His wife also fucking incredible. Even his Super one older good. son, so spunky. Yeah. And then you have the priest who's drunk all the time.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: that's bunch he's of great. Songs, and that's adorable. And then you have Morgan Freeman playing Azim, and apparently, um, this guy. Oh, I don't remember now because I read this fact so long ago. But basically, this guy is an advocate for like Muslim representation and Arab representation in the media. hmm And he said that he was actually really happy with the portrayal of Azim because wow. he's a, he's always portrayed as a very smart, caring, honorable person. Yeah. And at first, I was worried that it was sort of. Going into the wise foreigner stereotype. Yeah, yeah, same. But, like, genuinely, he just seems like a really cool character who does what's right the whole time. Like, he's just a nice guy. Yeah.
0: Like, his, his Islamic beliefs kind of don't really feature into it. It's just, like... Yeah. You know, more... Other characters care about it more than he does, and he's just, like, yeah. a really cool dude.
1: And he's the one who sort of introduces the idea of a C-section. Yeah. So, like, he's not, like, oh, you know, the noble savage. Like, he's clearly more knowledgeable in a lot of areas. Yeah, the telescope um, thing as well. And they acknowledge that throughout the film. And I just... I think he was actually a really, like, weirdly well-done character. I stand mm. to be corrected. Like, if anyone found his portrayal problematic or whatever I'd love to hear about it but Oh
0: definitely. Uh, yeah. To
1: me in my ignorance like he just seemed like actually a really fucking good character.
0: Yeah, no, definitely and and i from the beginning I mean he was definitely my favorite character. Yeah. You know, throughout the thing because he's just he's just so much fun every time yeah. we're, every time he opened his mouth I was just like ah oh, another piece of another golden okay. Nothing golden. Yeah. Piece.
1: Really criticizing Christian society. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Which, as as we're aware, is my favorite thing to do. Oh, so easy. <laughs> Would you like to know my favorite piece of trivia from this? Please. And and I've got to appreciate IMDb for doing it because it sets it up so well. So it says in the IMDb trivia, and I'm paraphrasing a bit here, but it says, "Fun fact: the irony in Brian Bethett's, in Brian Bethett, in Brian Blessed's death scene is that he almost actually died." And it doesn't tell oh, you God. how or why. That's that's yeah. it. And I was like, fuck, that's great piece that's of, of trivia. Because <laughs> it literally means nothing. Yeah. And I thought that was great. I mean, I literally went to a talk hosted by Brian Blessed. and if I had known that fact I would have asked him.
1: Oh really. You would have been like, listen, I've gotta know. i have
0: gotta know how did you almost die, my dude?
1: <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> Clearly.
0: Yeah, clearly. Clearly, he's doing. He's doing all right. Hmm. He's a, he's a great guy. I love his voice. He's got such a nice booming voice. Hmm. Yeah. Excellent. He would have done. Th- he would have done a good Thor had Avengers been made like forty years ago.
1: Yeah. So yeah, like I just like all the side characters. Obviously, Alan Rickman steals the fucking show. Oh no doubt. And it's just it's entertaining the whole way through. Don't think about it too much.
0: Mhm. I-, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Fair. That's the thing. If you take your brain out, this is a pretty good film. Yeah. You know, it's if fine. you just ignore Kevin Cosner as much as you possibly as can. As
1: much as possible, yes.
0: Then you're gonna have a great time.
1: Yeah. So, uh, yeah. what's your scene that could have saved it, Mister Critical over here?
0: All right. Oh wow. Okay.
1: Oh. <laughs> Sorry. That
0: was a weirdly personal. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's close to my heart. I don't know, man. Um, I think it would have been sort of really fun to just I, I, I really am drawing a blank because it is such a good film if you don't think about it and if you changed anything about it it still would be a bad film in theory mm-hmm. but a really fun film in in reality and it's sort of one of those that's like an enigma wrapped in a mystery in yeah. the fact that it shouldn't be good but gosh God darn it, it. it is <laughs> How about you? What's your scene that could have saved it?
1: Nothing. It's perfect.
0: It's nothing. It's perfect. We all get maybe we,
1: more Ellen Rickman.
0: Yeah, that would. Well, we know who to blame for that.
1: Yeah. God damn.
0: So I mean, do I even have to ask? <laughs> would you watch it again?
1: I'll watch it again fucking tomorrow. I don't care. <laughs> I love. I can't tell you why. I just love this movie so much. I want everyone to watch it and understand. Like fundamentally, this is the kind of story I fucking love.
0: Yeah. Fair. Fair enough. Only oh, human. Gosh. Nice and yeah. W-
1: w- the real question, though, Chad, is: Would you watch it again? You can say no. I won't be mad.
0: No, that's the thing, though, because I would.
1: <laughs> you don't know why, though.
0: I don't know why. I'm 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 assuming it's because of because of uh, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Thank you. Couldn't remember his name. Don't know why. But yeah, I I think like I think it might be because of Morgan Freeman. It could have been because of the witch and Alec R- Alan Rickman. But yeah, gosh, darn it! I'm gonna watch this film again. I'm probably going to add it to my DVD connect- collection. It's just fun.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: So thank you very much for bringing it to my attention. I mean, you know, hot take on this podcast, Robin Hood, which got like 60 odd percent, is a good film.
1: 51. 51. Okay,
0: so it was teetering. So it's a very divisive film, almost.
1: Yeah, it was close.
0: Do you know what? That's how many Brexit votes there was. But we're not going to get into that.
1: Oh, fuck. No, let's that's not. That's... <sighs> Down that road lies yeah, madness. Yeah, so. that's what should
0: be written as you come into Britain now. Welcome to Britain. <laughs> oh goodness well thank you very much simone i appreciate you bringing this into my life
1: oh thank you for humoring me with this episode of course and
0: thank you guys for listening so what are we doing next week simone
1: next week we are following a fan's advice Mm -hmm. and doing a witchcrafty episode
0: hell yeah it should be good fun so so what film are you doing
1: so i feel like this kind of ended up being a witch hunter episode oh definitely but i will be doing Hansel and Gretel, witch hunters.
0: We love J- J- Jeremy Renner. He's he's just he's just fun.
1: Oh, so much Gemma Arterton. Yeah, Arterton. It's
0: it's a fun. It's it's gonna be a fun time. I'm excited to to yeah. watch it. It's gonna be interesting.
1: Yeah, no, it's you know I, I watched it ages ago. Was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And uh, what movie are you doing?
0: I am doing a childhood favorite of mine. Like I fucking loved this film when I was a kid. Uh, I am okay. doing the Brothers Grimm, which Ooh. which is Heath Ledger, and surprisingly. Like, completely forgot about this, Matt Damon.
1: Yeah. I also loved this movie as a child. I think we were both just weird little horror, yeah, fantasy fans as kids, yeah. and we were like, "This, this is, is it! The, this is the
0: weirdest! This is this is the pinnacle of weird!"
1: And in all fairness, I feel like that movie does have some genuinely like fucking creepy oh, no moments doubt. that I'm excited to yeah, relive. no doubt,
0: and we will definitely speak about it next week, and I'm very excited. Mm. And also, yes. uh, next week we should. I mean, I, I'm now going to preface this because you know, after after this guest pulled out, you know, I'm 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 always a bit skeptical. So yeah. if everything goes according to plan, we shall also have a guest on. Our next episode, which is my girlfriend, oh. Samantha. Oh, you're so- <laughs> That was a great. I noise. don't know what
1: that sound was. You could just cut that right out.
0: No, that's that's now going to be my mating call to her <laughs> it was very forever. Arr.
1: Arr.
0: So I think next week should be really fun.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah.
0: And uh, thank you guys for listening. We really, really appreciate it. Where can the people find us, Simone?
1: Chad, what's your optimistic thing for the week?
0: Oh, damn. Oh my God. Oh, that's the best bit. Uh, I completely forgot about that. Uh, my optimistic thing for the week are definitely my socks, which I'm going to show you through oh the mirror God, okay. now. Through the, can you see them? Can are you they... see what's oh, on Sebastian, my socks? Oh, Sebastian
1: from the Little Mermaid. Yeah, cute. Yeah, I
0: got I got Sebastian the from, from from the Little Mermaid socks, and I also got Slytherin socks. Oh. Like typo typo sells these socks, and it just makes oh, me really yeah. happy. Yeah,
1: I keep meaning to get myself a nice Ravenclaw scarf. Yeah,
0: do it, do it. Get, get especially because it's still winter there. So do it, but yeah, they just really make me happy. I look down, a little Sebastian on my feet, and I look down some night sometimes, and I see little little snakes, slithering snakes, and I'm like, ah, this is great. You know, thank goodness.
1: That's your house full of evil people.
0: <laughs> That's what we do best, yo. Evil. It's all fun. What's uh, what's your optimistic thing to the for for the week? Since mine is sucks, very low bar.
1: <laughs> my optimistic thing for the week is Lizzo and the fact that she exists. And I just love her so much. Quick
0: question: hmm. Who is Lizzo?
1: Uh, you know the song "Truth Hurts"?
0: I don't think I do. I
1: just took a DNA test. Turns out I'm a hundred percent. But no, no, don't know. What. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Maybe listen. You can cut that singing right out. I'm
0: definitely not. I love so, it when you sing.
1: Lizzo's amazing. She's perfect. Listen to "Truth Hurts," "Juice," and "Good as Hell." Okay. And uh, report back. I,
0: I will. I will. I will also. I'm
1: gonna change your life. She's amazing. She's so positive and just like, oh, yeah, all of her songs are just about like loving yourself and being really self, being really positive. And it's just something I need. And I love her so much. And she's doing really well. And it makes me happy. That's
0: great. I will report back. And I mean, we'll, we'll include it in the footnotes so that everyone else can listen to it as well and feel the same level of joy. That's great. I mean, you always give Uh, me good music. I'm just
1: happy to spread the love.
0: You always give me good music. You put me on to Billie Eilish.
1: You'll watch it and you'll, you're going to be so happy. I'm
0: excited. I will immediately text you afterwards. Please. <laughs> so shall I try this again now, Simone, since since I have no yes. no order in my chaos. Where can the people <laughs> find us?
1: <laughs> so you guys you guys can talk to us on Facebook or Instagram at Fresh Tomatoes Podcast. You can talk to us on Twitter at Fresh Tomatoes NP. You can also email us if you're a little bit shy. At <laughs> Freshtomatoespodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and you can follow me on Instagram if you want to for pictures of my cats and my food. Uh at Simone. Oh. And where can they follow you, Chad? They can
0: follow me on Instagram and at Twitter at Chatsby1993. That's C-H-A-D-S-B-Y 1993. For pictures and updates of absolutely nothing, because I am terrible at social media. Mm. I post maybe once a year. It's sort of rare, like the Galapagos tortoise.
1: (laughs) Rare rare but majestic, Chad. Oh,
0: thank you. I appreciate that. That's really lovely of you to say. (laughs) and yeah guys thank you so much for listening we really appreciate it it's such an amazing journey that you have joined us on and uh, we couldn't appreciate it more but please 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 still keep liking please keep Still giving it's... us comments and uh, reviews. reviews and five stars or four stars, but nothing tell less. Tell
1: all your friends. Yes,
0: that is also super helpful. It's
1: recently come to my attention that, like, a couple of people have been like, oh, my, like, friend or sibling or whatever really loves your podcast. And I'm like, please tell them to tell everyone. But apparently a lot of our listeners are introverts. You guys.
0: Guys, okay.
1: Find, find a way to just tell, be a little extroverted for three minutes and tell people about us. Do
0: it. Here's another. We love you.
1: Me too. Even me. I'm an introvert. We, yeah.
0: We hate people. It's scary. People are awful.
1: It's horrible. But guys. That's why we podcast. Exactly. Here's a
0: here's an option for you. And this is just between you, me, and, and, and Simone. <laughs> go steal their phones. Go onto their podcasting oh, yeah. app. And then just subscribe them, guys. Subscribe them. Do it do it. It's just between us. No one else will know. Just us. I don't
1: need to know. Yeah.
0: So guys, thank you again, and as we say at the end of every episode, we, we love, love you, you and there's nothing, nothing you can, you do, can about.
1: do about it. Goodbye! Goodbye.
0: Looking for an RPG podcast that isn't just D&D? Roll to cast is the answer! No, no, wait, sorry. What games have we played so far?
2: Well, we've done Cyberpunk 2020. What
0: does it mean? to have a voice.
2: And there's going to be something big coming, Chumba. Hey, If you're listening, I won. I beat you. You suck. There was a time when we were slamming things against our phones. and <laughs>
0: Vampire the Masquerade.
2: Chloe, Sam. You can't use those words. He's going to grab
0: Vincent, press him against the wall. I mesmerize him. This is Adelaide's Anarch Movement. First out of your chair, your hand goes to your gun and you draw. Hulk Cthulhu. I told you I had it. Yes. Oh, we the creeps going. I love it all so right, much. Right,
2: there. Screechy child.
0: Roll to Cast. R O L E. A new game every season. Original music. Original stories. <laughs> Interviews with the creators. And delightful Aussie accents. Listen to us on all
1: good podcasts. You can support us on Patreon for bonus content. That's Roll to Cast. R O L E. Come discover a new world.